Hello, this is Glenda with Miles Ahead Wellness. To this week's article is what's best for you. This is a question to maybe sit and ponder for a moment. Do you ask yourself this question when making a decision about what to do or how to spend your time? More likely than not, no. <laughs> Many, uh, maybe of course, when we're making those bigger decisions because we give conscious thought to it, right? We might sit and ponder it for a few days. But for most of our day, we're on autopilot. And if we do ask the question, we think we know the answer, but often we don't practice it in our daily lives. If we did, we wouldn't probably feel the way many of us do with rising issues of metabolic syndrome, mental health issues, and burnout. In a live last night, I dove into this question and asked a few more to ponder. In the session, we ended with a loving kindness meditation. If you look down, you'll see a link to both the video and an audio of the meditation. Optimizing our life. In an effort to connect to and cultivate a deep relationship with our inner best self or our eudaimon, our good soul, it's important to consider the difference between optimal and perfect. Often we assume we are striving for what's best, Hidden behind a cloak of perfectionism, this drive is not coming from our best self, but is a part of us that's created to protect other parts of us. Perfectionism can be debilitating and actually stops us from living our life. As Carl Rogers pointed out, the good life is a process, not a state of being. It's a direction, not a destination. And so it requires a map that guides us in that direction. Unfortunately, for many of us, our map or guiding system has been programmed to include limiting beliefs that move us in the wrong direction. More on that topic next week. So perfectionism versus optimalism. In his book, Happier, Tal Ben-Shahir says, the optimalism ideal is not a distant shore to be reached, but a distant star that guides us and can never be reached. That can be pretty discouraging for some people because we want to arrive at a destination and be able to state, I won at life. But the very idea may miss the point of life itself, the journey, not the destination, as the cliche reminds us. He goes on to describe psychologists today differentiate between positive perfectionism, which is adaptive and healthy, and negative perfectionism, which is maladaptive and neurotic. I regard these two types of perfectionism, Ben says, as so dramatically different in both their underlying nature and their ramification that I prefer to use entirely different terms to refer to them. He goes on to describe perfectionism as a rejection of constraints of reality, whereas optimalism embraces the constraints of reality. Optimalists tend to, benef to be benefit finders, the sort of people who find the silver lining in the dark cloud, who make lemonade out of lemons, who, take, who look at the bright side of life, and who do not fault writers for using way too many cliches. With a knack for turning setbacks into opportunities, the optimist goes through life with an overall sense of optimism. What I would actually, Glenda um, inserting in here, what I would call realistic optimism. Paradoxically, 
our overall self-confidence and our belief in our own ability to deal with setbacks may be reinforced when we fail because we realize that the beast we had always feared is really not as terrifying as we thought it was. That's a quote by Tal Ben-Shahir in his book, Happier. Perfectionists, on the other hand, reject the constraints of reality, which can look like many different things. People assume that the product in the end, for instance, perfectionists assume that the product in the end isn't restrained by the resources that might be available. They think they should be able to do something regardless of what they might have available. Perfectionists see what they want, but ignore or reject the how to get it as an important component of the process. Perfectionists believe that they should be able to do it, even if they don't think the same thing for other people. Somehow the rules don't apply to them. The underlying driving forces of optimism or optimizing and perfecting is very different. And perfectionism, it is an aim to be loved and accepted by others, seeking this external validation because we often don't feel good enough. On the other hand, optimizing assumes that we're worthy and that we're living from our best self in an authentic manner. It assumes that the restraints on what we can achieve on any given day, given the resources available, but that we continue on our journey, learning, growing, failing, adjusting, and thereby succeeding in life and succeeding in living our purpose in this life. Maslow and self-actualization. Anybody under any circumstance whatsoever can be a psychological success, at least in doing the best that one can and doing fully what one can to be himself or herself and to accept the reality of himself or herself. That was Abraham Maslow in Future Visions. Carl Rogers also states that the reason why psychotherapy works and helps people in our inner desire is, quote, man's tendency to actualize himself, to become his potentialities, to express and activate all the capacities of the organism. We have an innate drive to self-actualize, to move towards our full potential. When we aren't living to our potential, we can and often do feel frustrated, discontent, depressed, and generally unhappy. We may look to the things around us and blame our jobs, our relationships, whatever might be around us, when truly what is causing much of our discontent is our own lack of effort to live from our best self, from our eudaimon, and fulfill our purpose or dharma. Fear can be a major force moving against us as we allow the fears to not be signals or information that we can gather, but to assume the truth in it and allow it to stop us in our tracks. We fear the unknown instead of seeing the possibilities. We fear discomfort and confuse it with pain. And we fear change because we want to control the narrative. And all these things are aspects we encounter on our journey. It is the nature of life to change. Any step forward into future space is unknown, but we don't deal with the future. We live in now. Courage, dear heart. C.S. Lewis. For many people, it begins with accepting life as it is at this moment. We can't blow it all up. Okay, so you can and people do, but you know, it's not recommended. 
We are constrained by all the choices that we've made to this day, our job, the relationship, kids, house, whatever that may be. But even with those, these circumstances, we can begin to move on our journey to self-actualization and optimize our health, our wellness, our mindset. Anything is possible moving forward. All movement towards is our journey. And this allows us to feel differently about our lives. It is all about each small step that makes up this journey. Each time we connect to our inner best self, our daemon, and cultivate a relationship with this part of ourself, each time we mindfully approach a part of our life with compassion and care, each time we ask ourselves, what's best for me today, and take action based on the answer, each time we seek to use our gifts, talents, and strengths, each time we seek to support or help another person, those pro-social behaviors, each time we show up and we don't give up, Each time we find the courage to move past our fear and tolerate the discomfort of change, all of these small steps moves us towards our potential, towards optimizing our lives. So take a moment right now and think, what small step can you make today? How about taking a few minutes and maybe connecting with your inner daemon? I've included a link to a very short meditation that guides you to connect to this part of yourself, but certainly you can do it on your own, just taking a few moments and closing your eyes, feeling into that best version of you. I invite you to join us on March 16th for our next live where we dive into ground yourself, transform your beliefs to serve you. On March 17th, I'll be releasing a article here on overcoming our limiting beliefs. And we'll also be releasing a new workshop and ebook on the topic to really help guide you step by step towards recognizing your limiting beliefs and transforming them in a way that serves you. Thank you.